There are people that are hurting right now. There are people that need help right now. We got off the phone this week with Donna. Ask for Donna from Gallery Furniture. And she said to my Donna and I, I want to help people who are really hurting right now and, and who could use a little help right now. And we said, we're in. What do you want to do? And Donna said, I want to pay the power bills of people who are concerned about their power being turned off or disconnected. And let's take that off their plate. One less thing they have to worry about. What a, And what an amazing partner to have. And I will say this about Gallery Furniture and Donna. They have always been this way. They have always stepped up, not only in their community, but in, in communities all around to help anyone who needed it. And she did. She called and she said, you know, this is really weighing on my heart. And I know there are a lot of people out there who are not able to, you know, make these power payments for their bills right now. And, and I want to step up and help. So we were like, let's make it happen. So if that is something that you need, or if you know someone who maybe is too proud to ask or, you know, would not feel comfortable asking, feel free to, um, you know, suggest that person as well. And here's how we're going to do it. Tell everybody what we're going to do. Tag Gallery Furniture in Gainesville in your post. If you need help or if you know someone who needs help on Facebook, tag Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. And you can even post on the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook as long as you tag Gallery Furniture. And then here in a couple of weeks, we're going to go through all of the entries and we're going to pick people who really, really are deserving and who really, really need a boost right now. With this new angle partnership with Gallery Furniture, we're going to rest the living room second act and and extend that through the end of April because there are things like what's going on in the yeah, world right it's a, now. It's a bigger need right now that deserve and 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 people are really hurting and need some help. So thank you to Donna and to Marilyn at Gallery Furniture, Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Tag Gallery Furniture in Gainesville if you need help or know someone who needs help with paying their power bills. Gallery Furniture, a proud partner of my second act. And we're excited to have Gallery Furniture uh, with us on Cadillac Jack, my second act. Hello, all you loyal listeners out there. This is Georgia country artist, Thomas Fountain. Hey, thanks for tuning in to my good friends, Cadillac Jack and his much wiser counterpart, his wife, Donna, and their new podcast, my second act. This is nothing but just a big old fun joy ride. (laughs) So just hold on. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old and put in a loyal 26 years. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I am not pregnant. That's for sure. Well, I mean, what does that mean? Well, well you, go ahead. Well, you're not pregnant at your age. Again, we've, we've discussed this in a previous pod. Women do get pregnant at my age. In quotations, but right. I'm not pregnant. But here's why I thought I potentially could be. You know how you nest like crazy when you're pregnant. Do you know what that term means? I nesting? do. I remember you nesting. Yes. with both girls. So you like go around and you like you'll open one drawer and you're like, I have to clean every bit of this drawer. Like I have to rearrange my sock drawer, my underwear have to all match. Kind of like Marie Kondo. You know the little lady that goes through and organizes everything now. That's such a hit. Well. With this new thing that's going on in the world, I watched this person on um, Instagram, and the concept was one room a day. 
And so you're supposed to go through and like, I mean, from top to bottom, clean one room. And if you haven't touched it, used it, needed it, toss it, toss it. And I have done these because, you know, I'm such an OCD clean Mm -hmm. freak. So I do this all the time. But last night I did like our little keeping room area off the kitchen and I did it the way they say to do it. And it made a huge difference because like there were some things that I'm like, oh, I might need that flashlight, you know, that little mini flashlight from 10 years ago. And then I was like, I don't need that mini flashlight from 10 years ago. No. But the good news for you is I'm not pregnant. So okay, continue on with your life. All right, then. <laughs> Core 57 hype song on the way here today for you, Donna. Mine was um, Sugarland, Sugarland. It sounds crazy, but they, they actually have a song named called Sugarland. But, well, it's named after Sugarland, Texas. Sugarland, Texas. City. And here again, it's kind of a deeper album cut, but it is such a good song. And when we saw Sugarland, um, when they played at um, Ameris, which used to be Verizon at the time, they um, we you ask Christian if they would play the song, and they did. And um, they hardly ever play it, and it's such a great song. But it will be on our um, Spotify playlist. What was your Core 57 song? I've been on this Dixie Chicks run. They're getting a lot of attention because of Gaslighter. The new project. Which is uh, the single that country radio seems to be embracing. I, it's kind of interesting. They are. So, on the way here today, it was There's Your Trouble. But think of the Dixie Chicks songs. I downloaded the Essential Dixie Chicks, and it's like a double CD. Um, Wide Open Spaces. Yeah, well, we've got Earl on our Spotify playlist. Already, yeah. Yeah, because it was great. I mean, you just so much. Wide Open Spaces is such a great song. Cowboy Take Me Away. Yes. Great songs from the Dixie Chicks, who are so missed, I think, in the music world. I do, too. And every time that one of the kids is in my truck and I'm listening to the Dixie chicks. I, I explained to them how much the Dixie chicks meant to music back when they were headlining multiple dates in, in big cities. Remember one of the first times they played Atlanta was down at Lakewood and Tim McGraw yes. opened for them. Mm, I think they opened for Tim McGraw. I think, I think it was one of those dual headliners. Okay. But I mean, it was a huge show because we, we did a huge barbecue before and they came by and Tim McGraw, we had listeners that came when we were at Kicks that came by. Listen, they were on top of the world. I will say this. I probably shouldn't say this, but mm-hmm. I do believe this. I think it's giving country radio, it's very interesting, a little bit of a pass right now because, you know, country radio would not touch them with a 10 foot pole. And then country radio has gotten so much grief about female artists you know, in playing female artists. So I think it's very interesting that it, it has kind of, you know, there's not, we've talked about this, there are some great female artists, you know, Miranda, Casey Musgraves, Maren Morris, but the format needs some more hits and, and needs some more artists, you know, that they can play on a regular basis. And I think it's kind of given them an opportunity to put, you know, the champion female country group back in there. I'm glad they've kind of let it go because I know people, it's a very polarizing subject. You know, I know people stand on both sides, but they're amazing musicians. And, you know, this project is a good project. It really is. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Back in the early 2000s, they were, as I've explained to the kids, they were like Beyonce level type artists, you know? Before Beyonce, absolutely. And then all it took was about a 10 second statement from Natalie Maines on stage in London. And they were done. Yeah. They were done. We're ashamed. To be from Texas. 
Well, the, we're that the president, yeah, the president. Is from Texas. It was Bush at the time. We're, we're ashamed that the president is from the state of Texas because they were too. You know what's fascinating about then, that? Boop, boop, it's over. And what's fascinating about that is, you know, as years go by, sometimes when things like that happen to artists or people, they look back on that time and they say, mm, "I kind of wish that I hadn't done that or said that." Natalie Maines has never, ever said, "I wish I hadn't said it." I mean, you know, she stands by it. I mean, you know, again, whether you agree or disagree, she stands by the fact that she said it, she meant it, she meant it then, you know. So it's very interesting. We'll add those two songs. There's your trouble from the Dixie Chicks and Sugarland. Yes. From Sugarland to the core 57. Caddy and Donna hype song playlist on Spotify. Check that out. And also look into these new virtual classes that are being offered by Core 57 in Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Yes, I love Colleen so much. She posted some stuff on um, her social channels yesterday. She got a trampoline. It wasn't a trampoline for her kids. She got a trampoline for herself. And that's how much she believes in mind-body connection, working out, staying young. You know, it was a great post about getting out on the trampoline and just having fun in this kind of darker time right now and sort of staying, you know, moving and active. So she has come up with a new way for you to work out with the um, instructors at CORE. They are virtual classes. Reach out to her. She will give you the link. And they're, you know, they're not, they're set up at times so that it's just same as you putting on your clothes and going to a class. So um, we appreciate Colleen. We are rooting for Colleen as a local business. And please support these local businesses. CORE 57 has two locations, Downtown City Center and um, Alpharetta and Milton. Somewhere out there, there's a kid that brought home the class hamster for the weekend. And their parents are very, very unhappy right now. The parents of this kid, why? Because the hamster now is with them until well, the end of coronavirus, which could be months. Could be in the end of time. They, they now own a hamster. Yeah, I mean, that's just the bottom line. There are plenty of examples of this out there. I remember Olivia had from Alfred Christian Academy... And it's funny, both Olivia and Charlotte brought him home. He was that sock monkey. Do you remember him? The little sock monkey? Yeah, of course I remember the sock monkey. And we had to take pictures with him, and we had to stage him. And when Olivia brought him home, she got sick that weekend. She got strep. And so she couldn't go anywhere. So this monkey couldn't lay in bed all weekend. So I had to take him with me everywhere I went. And like almost like one of those flat Stanleys. You remember when those were big, mm-hmm. and they would go around the world? And I had to like take pictures of him different places to try to get him out. And then he'd go back and get in the bed and he'd be so sad because Olivia was sick. I mean, it was this whole no, was story. Monkey. The yeah. sock monkey didn't have emotions. He did. You have to create a whole story around this thing. Here again, this is modern parenting. Did you ever take home anything to your house? No. Okay. Yeah. Me either. Did you have a class turtle? Did you have anything that emotionally gave you support in the classroom? No, not at all. No. I no. probably needed some support in the Me classroom. too. A lot. Of All support. of us did. But I mean, yeah. there was none of that offered. Can you imagine back in our day if someone had said, can we get a guinea pig? Like Mrs. Lissler, who, who was my third grade teacher, would have been like, are you kidding me? You know, she was like 90. <laughs> she couldn't keep up with us, much less change like a guinea pig's cage bedding and yeah. cage. <laughs> and that's the worst part. I will say this, like when you get the animal, like Charlotte brought that frog home one weekend from her school. And he was at the end of his water. And it's like, okay. What, is, what does that mean? Well, it's kind of like when you return a rental car. Do you put gas in the rental car? Yes. You know, do you kind of pick up your paper and everything that's in your car, like to clean it up? Whoever had that frog last should have changed that water. 
before he got to us. You know, like you shouldn't get a dirty hamster or a dirty frog. I was FaceTiming with Mr. Al. Now, Mr. Al is your mother, Harriet, her boyfriend of 15 years. Mr. Al is 100 years old. Yes. And we can't go see them right now. This I don't. This makes me so sad because, and there's so many people, I had so many people reach out to me that are experiencing the same thing, whose parents are living in assisted living, nursing home, memory care. And, you know, right now to protect them, um, they're kind of on lockdown. And there's two different levels. You know, the first one is just no one can come in other than the care, you know, the staff. And and I understand this completely. Let me just say that. This is not that. But it makes me personally very sad. Um, but now they're actually in lockdown in their rooms. They're not even eating, you know, with everyone else because they're really, you know, for valid reasons, trying to not get them sick. But so we're FaceTiming him to and mom to sort of, you know, it's you don't want to just talk on the phone. You want to see them. So you were FaceTiming with Al last night. Al's 100 years old, and I said to Mr. Al, have you ever in your life seen anything like this? Now, Mr. Al, when he was born, he was born when the Spanish flu was hot, 1919 to 1920. Mr. Al lived through polio, the Asian flu, malaria, the HIV-AIDS pandemic, measles, tuberculosis, And Mr. Al said to me, nothing compares to what's happening right now in the world with the coronavirus. In my 100 years on earth, I have never seen anything affect the entire world as quickly as this has. And that's what I find so, so tough to process is that as recently as two weeks ago, right? Life was normal. Life was normal. Suddenly, we are at home. We cannot leave. Your kids are out of school. You're working from home. You're worried about your job. You're worried about how you're going to pay your bills. You're worried about groceries. You're worried about so many different things right now. Anxiety in this this in in the world and in this country is is at an all time peaking high. Yeah. right now. Two weeks ago, it was normal. Yeah, I mean, look what's happened in two weeks. I know the concern was there, but it certainly wasn't at this level. And you know what? You know what? Al's, um, you know, his sage advice was put one foot in front of the other. You know, that's all you can do is get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. And and and, and he was trying to make us feel better. You know, he's he's so sweet. He was like, he's a hundred years old. He's a hundred. He years can't old. leave his. 500 square foot apartment. And he was making us feel better. He was like, it's going to be fine. You guys are going to be great. You know, just makes me sad. My mother can't text. And Mr. Al is on FaceTime. He's amazing. With us. And also, uh, you get upset. What's wrong? Well, I just, I think about that group of people. And, you know, like we're isolated. They're very isolated. You know, they can't see their grandkids. Just sad. But, you know, I mean, everybody's in the same situation. And you have to keep them safe. You know, I've seen these great signs. I forget what the hashtag is. It's something like, I'm staying in, I think it's hashtag, I'm staying in for, and whoever you're staying in for. And, you know, you got to think about those people. And and I think immune compromised people, people forget that it's not just 90 year old people. You know, um, we have a friend whose son has horrific asthma. 
and, you know, has to do a nebulizer in normal life. And that's someone who is immune compromised, you know. It's not just old people, older, the older generation. So I do think, you know, if that stops you, remembering that group of people, if that kind of stops you from going and, and hanging out with people because you're bored, keep that in the forefront of your mind, you know. You think your pets are so excited that you're home. Oh, boy. Because you're home with them around the clock right now, working from home. The kids are out of school, and you think that your pets are so excited. They were days one and two. Your pets are over you. <laughs> your pets are over you being home. And your pets want some space. They want some social distancing from Seriously. you. Olivia, who's our 16-year-old, claims Fudge, one of our three cats, as her own. Yes. The other day, Olivia comes down the stairs carrying Fudge, and she says, I just gave Fudge a bath. We were just like, what? Fudge, and I'm going to post this photo that I took of Fudge right after his bath and included in the letter, which comes out this Saturday. And you will see the look of fear, the look of nervousness. Disgust, even. In Fudge's eyes. When his hair's all... It was all like crunchy and greasy. Smell, and, I mean, it made my stomach turn. He smelled like lavender. This, like yes. A, it was too much for me. I can't imagine that Fudge didn't have something. You know, his uh, uh, tummy turned, got sour. Turned his little tummy. Well, and the thing that we've said to Olivia, and they get so mad, gosh, when you ask them questions. And it's like, what did you use on him? Because, like, if he licks himself... And clean, is he going to die? I mean, what what is going on? Like, is it non-toxic? What, I mean, just a random, you know, day. And, you know, in between her online virtual, you know, Honors Kim and AP Gov, she's going to give Fudge a bath. It's like, okay, this is what we're down to now. And I've seen people posting pictures of their animals in like onesies. Like, you know, oh, um, there was one that was like, Mr. Snickers is in his pajamas working from home. He's like, no, he's not. <laughs> Mr. Snickers does not want to be in pajamas. No. If Mr. Snickers could speak. He would he be would like, ask stop. Very politely. Unzip me. Yes. You know, <laughs> unzip me. And don't get my fur caught in the zipper. Stop. Your pets are tired of you already. Friends who are in a very awkward spot right now, because right before the coronavirus hit, they were getting divorced. Yeah, they had taken them a long time to to get to that point. You know, a lot these are, of these are friends of ours. Yeah, we're not naming names, but um, you know, it's taken them a long time, a lot of discussion, and you know, a lot of heartache to get to that point. And you know, when you finally, I don't know this, but like I think when you finally get to that point, you're kind of you almost have to just keep looking forward, especially if you have kids, because if you start looking back the house of cards kind of falls in and you're like, well, maybe we should try to work it out. But if you genuinely have decided that you are better off separate, then you kind of want to move on to that next step, which couldn't, and you can't. And so now all of this hit and they can't, they can barely afford one house. They certainly can't afford two houses. They can't go stay with relatives because the relatives are out of town and they can't stay in a hotel because like you just can't do that right now. And they don't have a basement. So I said to her the day, I go, what is going on? And she's like, one of us is sleeping in the bedroom and one sleeping on the couch. But can you imagine? Like, we are on top of each other, all five of us, all day long. Well, and you and I have been on top of one another since July. Yes. But so yeah. we're somewhat, we're, we're we used, used to it. it. Yeah. We're good. And there are times when you just walk out of the house and get in your truck and go drive around for a little bit. And that's okay. Are there? 
Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Are we? <laughs> Are you speaking huh? for a friend? Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> but it, it's. No, you do. You have to have some quarters. Space. Yeah, and, you have to space. Um, and you and I've talked about this. You know what? There's good days and bad days. You know, when you lost your job, there's there's days that aren't. You know, hey, I'm glad to see you, and not because you're mad at the other person. You're just in your own headspace. You know, so I cannot imagine. And then when they have two kids. When you put the kids in there, and I think they had already told the kids. And so now the kids may think with everything that's going on that they're going to stay together or get back together. And that is dangerous. And here's why. When I was a young child, I was probably in third grade and my parents said, we're getting divorced, said to me and my sister, Jujana. (laughs) Eventually we're going to get some sort of cease and desist. My sister, Jujana. And I, they sat us down and said, your mom and I are getting a divorce. And I was just crushed. I mean, I, I, I was in school. I couldn't focus. And Mrs. Henderson, my third grade teacher at Clyde Campbell Elementary School, pulled me aside one day. And I just remember her just. Loving on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so we get back home and mom announces that dad is coming over for. Fondue. Fondue. Which is why to this day, I cannot go to the melting pot. And dad came over for fondue. And. I can't go to the melting pot either. (laughs) It's for other reasons. Go ahead. Well, but I thought that dad was coming home. But that's what that meant. To you, it meant that there was a chance. Now as an adult who's 46 years old, I still have a connection to fondue in a bad way, which is why I will never fondue. Well, and listen, all, all joking aside, those memories that when things happen, you know, and you're a small child... They 150% carry over. And sometimes you don't even know what the connection is or why or why you have a feeling that way or, you know. But, yeah, I think that's that's so sad because, you know, as a kid, the only thing you're – I think when you – you know, I remember this even with Will. You know, even if your parents are in kind of a, a toxic relationship, there is that little part of you that just thinks maybe, you know – They could work it out. And then as time goes on, just like with your parents, you get to a new spot where you realize they're better people apart. But I think sometimes as, um, you know, as parents, I've heard people say this before is, well, they just need to realize that, you know, we're going to be happier. Well, kids aren't on our timetable, you know, so sometimes you don't realize that until you're an adult, you know, and you spend your entire childhood Wishing your parents would sit by each other at your games or hanging out together or, you know. At the PTA Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ham and turkey dinner. See? Yeah. My that, parents did not speak. It was a very contentious divorce. My parents did not speak for years and years. And they finally decided that they were going to be able to be in the same room when Will was born. It took a grandchild coming into the world for my mom and dad to call a truce. I mean, think how long that was. But there was a lot of anger on your mom's side, you know. And and you know what? Um, Grammy was bitter. But they're good now. Because I mean, granddaddy was with Brenda. Well, he th- she thought he was. At, he told her she was. At, he was at the post office. Remember? Yes, on Sundays for hours. And the line was long. Why would your mother have not put know, that was, together? I don't know. And why I would my dad been, think that she would believe that? But she did. Well, that's probably why I thought she'd believe it. You know better. I'd be like, let me tell you something. (laughs) You got to come up with something better than that. Yeah, try again. Yeah. All right. 
you're cooking three meals or you're preparing and, and serving or you should be for your kids three meals a day right now at home. Let's allow Dinner Affair to take care of one of those meals for you. Your dinner with the family. Dinner Affair. Pre-chopped, pre-prepped, giving you more time delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. You go to the website, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. They have a brand new menu every month. You pick the dinners that you want, and then they're delivered to your door. And I noticed um, when they delivered, when Dinner Affair delivered to our house, I wasn't home. You were. And they deliver... are those bags on top yeah. of the fridge in the garage? Is that where they come in? Yes, they come in big, um, kind of like those freezer pack bags, and they bring dry ice for you. Don't touch the dry ice. When the kids are little, they always want to touch the dry ice. Like, do not. Um, but you just return the bags to them. You can either un- un- get your food out and return them there, or you can return them next time. And the one thing that they do because of everything that's going on with the social distancing is they text you. You know exactly when they're coming. They put them on your porch. If you're not there, you can leave a freezer a cooler and everything will stay until you get home. So this is not an inconvenience. And and you're so right about the meals right now. We are cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you cannot, your kids cannot eat macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets every meal. Charlotte did one time on a cruise and it did not end well. So I don't advise that. So you need to have like healthy meals for dinner. Healthy, nutritious, delicious meals. Yeah. This week we've done Chipotle chicken tacos. They were amazing, and, and that was it. That was literally a two-step ingredient. Yeah, and know? everything that you need to prepare the meal comes in individual uh, Ziploc type bags. Okay, so for the Chipotle chicken tacos, you had your cut up chicken, uh, then you had one bag with your your seasoning, and then the third bag was the Chipotle sauce. It was 10 minutes, max. That's the other thing. This is not a long process. You're Dump not, the chicken yeah. into the bag with the seasoning, shake it up, fry it for 10 minutes, you know, Call it a day. two tablespoons of oil, and you're done. Yeah, super easy and very economical. When you look at the price of these meals versus what you're spending in the grocery store, it, it this is not an extravagant purchase at all. $30 off any order for first-time customers. That first time that you buy from Dinner Affair, very generous offer for listeners of uh, my second night podcast, $30 off. Enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. Chicken parm tonight for dinner, by the way. Yum. Delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. Kenny Chesney played Atlanta for three nights back in 2005. Phil- Phillips Arena was the venue, which is now State Farm Arena. Let's just think about us in 2005. So we had Olivia. She was two. And it was amazing. We had we had a lot of money. We had like, we were going out all the time. Even though Olivia was two, we had my parents babysitting. So I was working at Kicks at the time. And that that concert was like, everybody was talking about this concert. Because it was like, he's coming. He's camping out for three days in Atlanta. And we went to all three shows. Gretchen Wilson was at the top peak of her career. She was on the bill, as was Pat Green. Dirk Bentley. Yes. Dirk Bentley played? Yes. Yes. I remember Kenny. Kenny would fly home to Nashville each night. After he got off stage, he would fly back to Nashville. And then mid-afternoon the next day, he would fly back into Atlanta. After the show, he'd fly back out. I didn't know that. Yeah, back and forth. Uh, Kenny, Kenny was one of the first artists that really took to traveling by 
private jet and going back and forth from the show. He and Reba were really kind of the two in yeah. country music anyway that were the first to set that standard if you could afford it. And Kenny Chesney could even back in 2005. So we had decided you were going to entertain clients. Three different clients, three different nights. And we had a room at uh, the Omni. My very nice room mm-hmm. at the Omni. And so the first night, and we would go back. We would let me say this: like we would get up in the morning, sort of, and go back to the radio station and work all day. And maybe we came by and saw Olivia. Surely we did. Yeah. <laughs> she was daddy, two years old. Surely we did. Mommy and daddy disappeared for three days. Yeah, for three days. On a, yeah. So, but but we would go back to the Omni because I think it was actually I think it was a. A Thursday, a Friday, Friday and a Saturday. So I'm sure we did go back. I don't want to say that. You know, I'm sure we went back on Thursday and then, but Friday and Saturday we stayed down there. But yeah, we ha- I had three different clients. I'm trying to remember if I can remember who they were. We had Pam Hagee, Pam who Hagee I love, who um, was with Monster. Was with Monster. Remember Monster? The recruitment agency. Yeah, yeah, not the energy drink. Yeah. And then we had, I'm sure, who do we have? I can't remember. But anyway, first night we blow it out. Have a great time. I mean, blew it out. I'm ready to go again for night two. And you came out of the bathroom. Well, I hadn't been feeling great for like a week or so. And I'm like, I had, while <laughs> during the day, I had bought a pregnancy test. Like it. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And so I went in, I guess it was, so that was Thursday night. So then Friday afternoon, really probably an hour before <laughs> the party's going to get going. I went in and took this pregnancy test. I came out and I go, oh my God, you're never going to believe this. I'm pregnant. And I was raising hell because I said to you, why would you not have waited until after the Kenny Chesney concerts? I I don't think now that would have been a a very smart move. But if you don't know, you don't know. And so you were sober Sally for concert for (laughs) shows two and three. And I'm just, I'm I'm swinging from the rafters. You're on everything but roller skate. I'm swinging from the rafters <laughs> at Phillips Arena and having the time of my life yeah. with friends and your clients and people like that. And you're sipping on water. Yeah. And I said to you the entire weekend, why would you not have waited until after the Kenny Chesney shows were done yeah. in order to take a pregnancy test? What was your reasoning? I don't know. I just had to know. You know, when you're you a woman. You couldn't wait two days. No, no. When you're a woman, you've got to know. And then I was kind of the same thing. I was like, okay, if I am pregnant, which I think I am, then I sort of have the social responsibility to like stop, pump the brakes here. But if you don't know, you don't know. know. And you can get turned. I don't know about that. But I mean, I'll tell you this. Night one was a a barn burner. I remember by night three, even I. Was done. I was, well, I wasn't done. Yeah. But I, I'd slow You were ready down. to make the turn. I, yeah. I was, <laughs> I had my signal on. <laughs> you were merging. <laughs> because it was just rough. You know, after two nights of, I, I remember. I mean, we, we would get, even have an after party. Yes. I mean, we gave it room. all, we gave it all we had. Yeah. You know, we, like we said before in a previous pod, we always feel like we're part of the show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We've, we've got to go out there and, and give, give it all we've got. And it was amazing, though. They were such great shows. And he would, you know, he would um, he would obviously mix up the set list every night. Because I think there were a lot of people who, you know, it's kind of like going to a dead show or a fish show. There's, it went multiple nights. Yeah, there's plenty of people. Back then, that was not done, though, in country music. And to this day, I mean, I, I think people will play two nights. I, I don't know. Has there been? 
an artist that's played just three nights in a row. You know, and this was also, let me say this, before multiple venues. You know, now someone may do um, Ameris, and then they may do Lakewood. Chris Stapleton sold them both. Or I always call it Lakewood, but it's yeah. High Five, whatever it is now. Well, I don't know. I don't Solaris. Know, something. But, you know. They Ameris would, and Solaris. They would do the two venues. I think that's even different than someone who comes in and, you know. Sets th- up camps Sets up days. camps for three days, you know, and, and really blows it out. They were cool. And I think to this day, the, Atlanta's the only city that Kenny Chesney's played three nights in a row in. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. At the time, certainly was. And for years that stood because that was a conversation he and I always had. Yeah. He never, and, and still still remembers his three days at the Omni. And it was in the summer. It was just everything was perfect. Everything lined up. The stars lined up. I was going to see Kenny on his bus in the bowels of... Uh, Phillips Arena. Kenny didn't know that I was on the bus, but he comes out and he has a neon sign in the window and it says hot H O T hot. And I said to him, I said, what's, what's with the hot sign in the window? That was Kenny's way of explaining to road crew, to, Musicians, anybody, anybody. If the sign was on, the neon sign said hot and it was lit up. That meant do not come anywhere near me. I'm just not in a good place. Well, or it could mean it could also mean he's in a really good place. Don't come in. Right. Well, that we can circle back around to my story about Kenny not knowing that I was on the bus. No, let's don't for a little while. Let's don't. But it's a story I've never shared before. Okay, well, we're not going to share it. But I do think that yeah, it could be anything. But also, you know, like with those buses, you know, it, it it's interesting because it leads to a conversation about like artist buses. That, that is their home. That's their sanctuary, their home. And I know you and I have been, you've been on many more than I have. But I always feel like, and I always felt like when I went on to an artist bus, I didn't love it. You know, some people love to go and kind of see the buses and everything, and they're not going to give you a tour most of the time. I mean, unless they're, you know, it's just you, you, you've gotten those if you're one-on-one with an artist, but sometimes you're in there with a bunch of radio people and it just, you feel like you're kind of invading someone's private space because artists have so little of that when they're on tour. You know, there are rooms in arenas that are changing rooms, shower rooms, those kind of things. But as far as personal space, it really is your bus. And there's multiple buses. There's buses for crew. There's buses sometimes, Man. again, depending on level of artistry. But I mean, to kind of give you a, a peek behind backstage, if you, when you go back there, sometimes artists set up almost like an entire village back there. You know, Tim McGraw would set up basketball hoops. He would set up a CrossFit course. Um, You know, sometimes there's catering, like, you know, with Zach Brown, they had entire, almost like a restaurant on wheels. What was it called? Cookie. Cookie was the trailer that they hauled, which was the kitchen on wheels, because they would do the eat and greets with the Zamily. Right. The the fan club for Zach Brown band was called the Zamily. It still is. Yeah, I think people are fascinated by what actually kind of goes on in that backstage area. Sometimes there's kids running around. The funny thing is, um, you'll see, like... um, if it's a football weekend, they always have those TVs that come off the bus from the outside, I'm saying. And they would have like lawn chairs kind of set up. Some people would set, put out like artificial turf 
I mean, you'll see some of the craziest stuff if you go back there. And after a show, it's kind of like a village too. People are just kind of, you know, it's a lot looser. People are walking from bus to bus and hanging out and partying and drinking and all that kind of stuff. But they do kind of create a little village. And so I understand like it's it probably is a good thing to have a sign to say, come in or hot. don't come in. Yeah. Kenny's he hot. Is, he is hot. Kenny Chess has been a great friend. Big supporter always has been. Real estate expert advisors, they have decided to donate a portion of proceeds from every home sale to Metro Atlanta food banks. Again, talked earlier, top of the pod, about Gallery Furniture and their commitment to help you during this very challenging and difficult time. Pod sponsor, Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, doing the exact same thing. These are the people we like to partner with on my second act. With historically low interest rates, what better time to buy. So don't make long-term decisions based on short-term challenges. When you list with Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, you can get up to 18% more money while selling your home. Tracy has a proven successful track record of maximizing her clients' real estate needs, specializing in many different sections of real estate, including luxury homes, Resales, new construction, foreclosures, short sales, land and commercial, extensive experience in all price points leaves real estate expert advisor clients with a peace of mind knowing they will take care of their best interest and get your home in front of the right eyes. Six figures in marketing is what Tracy Cousineau is going to invest in your home. Get up to 18% more money while selling your home. 855-MY-EXPERT or TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U, because you know Tracy is going to sell your home, and she will do just that. So, you know, we talked about, I think we talked about Skippy on like a previous pod. He was like your um, friend from, one of your best friends from college. And um, tell everybody a little bit about Skippy. I think the background's important. Why? Well, I mean. What was last, okay, it was last pod we talked about Skippy. Yes. Um, He was the president of my pledge class. Talk Kappa Epsilon Zeta Omicron chapter at Western Carolina. And we became, you know, your pledge class, you become very, very tight. And and Skippy and I became best friends and stayed in contact for decades. I mean, I'm 46, maybe went decades. So did he go into the Army after college? Before. Okay, yeah. Before, because Skippy got a check every month from the Army. Because he had been involved with Agent Orange, right? Something okay. like that. Desert Storm. Desert Storm. But we all knew when Skippy's check was going to hit because it was thousands of dollars. And to a bunch of broke college students, when you have a friend that's getting a check for thousands of dollars every month, you know when that check. Why you I check think that's not why you were friends with him. No, absolutely not. Okay. But it helped. Yeah. Oh, okay. He'd pay for ski trips and trips to Atlanta. and Oh, absolutely. Skippy, yeah. I don't think that's what the money was supposed to be for. What was it supposed to be for? I don't really know. Okay. Anyway, what if we're getting Skippy in trouble? Skippy's not in the army anymore. They're okay. not gonna. They're not gonna come after him and and get his checks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Skippy is a doomsday prepper, and always has been. And we have always, you and I, have always kind of chuckled at Skippy. Yes. And his doomsday prepping. Well, I will say this: when we first met him. Or when I first met him, you've known him for a long time. When he, I love Skippy. Skippy is, um, he's a good friend to have, you know, because he, he's Cause he got that check no, in college no, on the third of every month. No, he'll like for five thousand dollars. Like if your boat flipped over, he'll pull it out. One time when we were up at the mountain house and we were in the lake, there was a moccasin, 
like a water moccasin. He picked that thing up like you were running, like running in the water. I don't run. Much less try to run in the water. And like he picked that um, snake up and he flipped it over his head and threw it like miles. Like broke his neck. Seriously. And threw it into the woods. I was like, oh, wow. Um, But he's just a good guy. But he... He has always kind of been a little bit of a doomsday prepper, but then it reached like really epic proportions. And I don't know if there was like a factor that caused that or he just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, because there was really nothing going on at the time in the world. But I mean, he had a, he had a bunker. He was building like a um, a shelter. He lives in Asheville, yeah. North Carolina with his wife. Yes, Maritas. And he was building like this place. And he would, you know, he was very concerned about us. They don't, he doesn't have kids. And he was always very concerned about us and the kids and what we were going to do and, you know, trying to make sure that we knew we needed to be prepared. And I won't say we laughed him off, but we definitely were like, you know what? We'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Well, here we are. Here we are. Every, everybody knows a Skippy. Yeah. It's seriously, or if you everyone, don't, you need to find a Skippy. Everyone that has a one. shelter underground and lots of peanut butter. Well, and who just kind of maybe has always subscribed to like the um, the theories that you know the government's out to get you, or like there's these you know there's a need for all this stuff, and you you kind of laugh them off, and you're like, oh yeah, old crazy Jimmy over there, and now they're the ones with all the toilet paper. They're the ones that are snickering at everybody. All the peanut butter, yeah, yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> Exactly. So you want to kind of keep those people in your life because if you need their bunker, like, can you imagine us knocking on Skippy's door to try to get in the bunker? I don't right know now? if you'd answer right now. I don't we know. We haven't spoken in a couple of years. I know. Well, because the doomsday prepping got so it extreme. It got very severe. And that's all he would talk about. And there wasn't anything going on in the world. Well, and there were videos that accompanied the doomsday prepping. Remember? Yeah. And so... I just said, you know what, you got to cool it. And he, he wouldn't. Every time we saw him and the kids are around, it was just doom and <clears throat> the world's coming to an end. He was about three years. He jumped the shark. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped the bell curve. Everybody needs a Skippy. If you don't have one, go find one. Pod peeps for this episode include John Landris. And his wife, Becky, they live in Young Harris. And John, I, when I read this on on uh, his timeline, because I was tagged in it, what a group to be associated with. John writes, what I learned today is that the sun will rise in the morning. The sky isn't falling. The Lord still provides. Christ is still the Savior. Cadillac Jack's podcast is outstanding. I mean, put me in that group, people. Keep I going, though. I love this. Uh, I have food in my gut, toilet paper for my butt. Eric Church is a badass, and the world needs a drink. I mean, that's just everything. Great. What well, a great post. Yeah, in a post. It's everything you need to know. He's got toilet paper for his butt. Lord still provides. Christ is still the Savior. Cadillac Jack's podcast is outstanding. Love, John. Thank you, John and Thank uh, you. Becky and Young Harris for uh, supporting my second act. Bragg Vaughn is a pod peep for this episode of my second act. Bragg writes, love the podcast and love the show. My kids miss you in the mornings on the radio, and I haven't introduced them to the podcast yet, but I will soon. I don't know. I about think that. what Bragg's saying <laughs> is when the kids turn 23, yeah, he he's going to listen. let them know yeah. that we have a podcast. Sometimes we get an E rating. E is not for everyone. No. E is for explicit. Yeah. Keep up the good work. 
Love having uh, love having a good UGA girl like Donna with you as well. Go dogs. Class of 2004 from me, Brad Vaughn. What was your class? 70 what? Huh? I just want to write it down. Class of. It wasn't. You're in the wrong group. What year did you graduate? Moved to the 80s. 81. 88? Something like that. Because when you graduated from UGA, I was entering my freshman year in high school. Mm, mm, mm. Right? That's pretty, I think that's pretty true. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, Bragg, we appreciate you listening uh, very, very much to my second act. And uh, spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell Please, family members yes. uh, about it. You know, if you, if you post a post about, you know, if you put something up on social media about my second act, tag some friends. Yes, please. That you think you uh, might. That you, you might enjoy it. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. And let's say this, too, that we had. There is a contingency plan because who, who knows what's getting ready to happen. The, the, we're everybody's kind of just uncharted territory holding their breath right now. And we had a conversation with the Appen family, the Appen media group, Appen podcast network. Last time we were in the studio, what are we going to do? If blank, what, you know, again, no one can predict what's getting ready to happen, but let's say no one's allowed to leave their homes. What are we going to do about the podcast? Not that it ranks higher than your health and, and right. well-being and stuff like that. But the plan is we would take equipment home and then record from the house twice a week. Yeah, you can't get rid of us. To post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But you would hear the dogs and the cats and the kids. Yeah. So. We'll just keep going as long as we can here. Don't let a car accident diminish your quality of life. The sooner you get treated, the less treatment you require. And it may prevent costly medical procedures down the road. 1-800-HURT-911. They're here to help you get back to life. 1-800-HURT-911. When you're in a car accident, it's a 911 call. First call 911, of course, not 911. Then call 1-800-HURT-911. Because what they're going to do is make sure that you're okay. A lot of times, there are injuries that, that you don't even know about until you're able to be fully checked out by... um you know, a doctor at one of the Hurt 911 Injury Centers. They specialize in the treatment of personal injuries suffered in car accidents. They're trained to detect and treat car accident injuries like back pain, disc herniation, neck pain from whiplash, sprains, and headaches. So they're going to get you well or at least decide what's wrong with you in the plan of action. At the same time, you will be partnered with cream of the crop, top shelf attorneys, here in the Atlanta area. When you call 1-800-HURT-911, it's one call. They take care of everything for you. Get you partnered with the right people. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. Um, proud sponsor. And uh, we're, we're proud to have them. And excited to have them as a sponsor. My second act. HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. Who intro the show? Thomas Fountain. Thomas Fountain did. Thomas has been a, a, a good friend, and you know, music brings people together. Thomas is an artist from North Georgia. I've seen him play at Mad Life and Woodstock and Smith's Old Bar and plenty of other places. And he shared the stage with Chris Stapleton and people like uh, Brett Young, Trace Atkins, Charlie Daniels. Good old Travis Tritt. Well, I'm reading from a text. And I'm seeing this for the first time that Thomas sent me. Clearly, he does listen to the podcast because he writes, uh, share the stage with Travis Tritt, and then in parentheses, your favorite. Mm. So, 
uh, just released a sophomore EP this past September, releasing songs digitally one at a time. And we're going to add to the Spotify playlist. Mountain Climber. Uh, Mountain Climber, which was just released last month along with the music video. Thomas Fountain is um, a great friend, an unbelievable songwriter, and a great local artist. He's got a huge local following. I mean, a, a big following, period. But, I mean, he's really got that grassroots support here. And he's a great, great, talented, talented singer. And perfect example of somebody that um, could easily, easily at some point be a Dirk Bentley, uh, you know, a Kenny Chesney, uh, just on the climb, on the way up. He's on the mountain climb. And um, he, he's, he's a great artist. So if you have not heard him, um, download that Spotify playlist and you can listen to, um, you know, his new, uh, his new single. And all of his music is available on all music platforms. Yes. Apple iTunes and anywhere and everywhere. He's a big outdoor guy. He is. Big fisherman. And he is easy on the eyes, let me tell you. All right, Donna. I mean, good looking. So I encourage you to go to his social channels and check him out, especially on Instagram. I mean, he's like putting that fishing pole out and doing all that stuff. What else is he doing, Donna? Putting his pole out. Uh-huh. Thank you for introing the show today, Thomas Fountain. And, you know, I said to him, everything's on hold, you know. Yeah, um, tough times. It, it is artists. for musicians yeah. and artists. So that, that's that, why it's a good time when you're home to go and find some of these this new music. You know, get out of your rut. I've thought I've, I've been doing a lot of that, like, you know, going back and listening to older stuff, but also taking the time right now to kind of find some new artists and stuff. You know, you always say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Where do you find this music? Where do you, you know, there's so many great artists out there. Um, and, you know, he's an example of one of those. Thank you, T. I appreciate it very much. We do have a small ask of you, three simple things. If, if you could hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. If you've already done that, thank you. If you haven't, we'd appreciate it if you could take a few seconds and do that. It helps other people find the podcast and helps us to continue to chart in the top 10 on the Apple Podcast charts and show our sponsors uh, some love. Like Tracy Cousino, real estate expert advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. And 1-800-HURT-911. If you've had a car accident, it is a 911 call. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Gallery Furniture on Browns, Bridge Road, and Gainesville. Ask for Donna or now ask for her daughter, Marilyn. And as we discussed, top of the show, uh, top of this podcast, Gallery Furniture says, you know what? We want to help people that listen to my second act who are uh, just financially tight right now. And and so Donna and Gallery Furniture want to pay some power bills of, of people that are in need. And what you need to do is post on the Cadillac Jack fan page on Facebook and tag Gallery Furniture. And we'll do that uh, in the next couple of weeks. And Dinner Affair, don't forget, it's $30 off any order for first-time customers. You just put in the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, CADDY. Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Check out their virtual classes on Facebook Cadillac Jack, new episodes, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 